Welcome to another great edition of Board Check. That makes me, Jeremy the Impact York. That makes you my amazing, illustrious, award-winning, because the are awards you guys have won awards, listening audience. So much we're going to get into today in the world of hockey. There's been a lot to go on. And uh, as always, uh, I don't think I mentioned it on Friday's show. But if you still want to donate or share or tell anybody about um, Jimmy Rave and uh, trying to help raise some money to to help him out with some medical costs and, and uh, things he needs to just live as normal as life as he can, all the links are up on our social media. Plus, you can just contact us directly or you can just go to GoFundMe and search for Jimmy Rave and uh, it will be the first one to come up. Uh, you know, friend of the show. Real good all-around guy, local guy from uh, from where we do our shows. And, uh, he, you know, he, he was in the big time. He, he was on TV and some of those organizations as well. And uh, just trying to help him out the best we can and, uh, and, and do our part with that. Now, tonight's show, tonight, that's, that's kind of catchy when you see it. Tonight's show is called Night in Golden Armor. Yeah, you can probably figure out what team we we just may be talking about. We'll get into that. Uh, well, we'll start with that. Knight in Golden Armor. Who are we talking about? We're talking about the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights. That would be one Mark Stone. You know, I said that last week that uh, sometimes when you make somebody a captain, it is ceremonial. Sometimes you do it to try to push them more. Sometimes uh, you do it just because they're the person that's most respected in, in the locker room. And um, I think there was there was a little bit of all three in this because ever since Mark Stone has been named captain of the Vegas Golden Knights, he's been the knight in golden armor. He is always the one rallying the troops, so to say. And the other night he had a milestone. He is the sixth person of the 2010 draft. Yeah, 11 years ago, the sixth person from the 2010 draft to get to the 400-point plateau, and he is the only non-first-rounder to do so. Like I said, all that's happened ever since he's been named captain is his numbers are up, the effort is up, and all around the Vegas Golden Knights are a lot better team. Not that they were a bad team before, but they're even better, so... Congratulations to Mark Stone on his milestone. There we go again. Milestone. Hmm. 
But uh, he is definitely the knight in golden armor, and he is the one that this team is rallying around. Miku Koivu decided to hang up the skates early this week. He is the all-time leader for the Minnesota Wild in games played, assists, and points, and he is second in goals. Miko Koivu has played for a long time. I remember watching him. You guys remember watching him if you're even remotely watching the last handful of years. Uh, Koivu, definitely one of the big faces of the league, definitely one of the uh, big-time premier players. Uh, We wish him the best on whatever he's going to get into. My guess is that... uh, Minnesota, because he actually retired with a different, or he retired as a member of another team. Uh, my guess is that he will officially hang him up for Minnesota in the in the next couple days, as far as officially, officially, you know, sign the one day contract or whatever. And then, more than likely, I, I would imagine he might take some time away, and then probably have a job with the team if he wants it. If that's something he's into, he may not. But if he wants to be a part of the game, which I think he does, I think we're going to see him still in the game. He played 16 seasons, and he had 300. No. He played 16 seasons. Yeah. 16 overall seasons. Thank you, Miku Korvu, for entertaining us all these years. And I know Wild fans will, uh, will definitely miss you. Austin Matthews. Yes, we talk about Austin Matthews every week, but he gives us a reason to talk about him every week. Uh, his goal streak, his goal streak that he had, ended at eight games. That was eight straight games that he had a goal, and a couple of those games he had two. So he is uh, up in the league lead as that, but he still found a way to help the Leafs win over Montreal. That Canadian division man has been exceptional television. And uh, also, I'm pretty sure that Austin Matthews now has 300 career points. Now, granted, probably the only part of his game that uh, we put a question mark on is uh, that that weird pencil mustache he has where he kind of looks like a, a mix between Johnny Depp and Jack White. But, hey, it works for you, Austin. You keep doing it, sir, and uh, you're probably you're probably going to inspire other people to do it. But uh, Austin Matthews, even though the goal streak is done, Leafs keep rolling, and he's up to 300 career points. So, good job there. Don't look now, but this was as of Wednesday. The Bruins have a nine-game point streak. In fact. Let's just look them up. Let's see what they did after Wednesday, right? Let's do that real quick. There's the Bruins. Bruins schedule. Yep. 
looks like they actually got up to nine games as of Friday and then lost just last night to the Islanders 4-2. to two. But hey, think about that. The Boston Bruins, who were not looking good at all, had a, a 10-game point streak where they were at least getting a tie, if not a win, in 10 straight games. The Bruins are on the up and up, and they have catapulted their self to the top of their division. They actually have a four-point lead on Philadelphia. And we'll go into the standings here in a minute. But good for the Bruins, man. It's It, I, it was not looking great. Uh, it was I wasn't sure what kind of team they were going to be, if they were going to try to go in a different direction or if they were going to maybe try to make a big move. But them at Pittsburgh were kind of in this weird spot where, you know, they can hang towards the top and, and maybe catch that third or fourth spot to be in the playoffs, but you weren't sure if they were going to scrap that idea to try something else. And so, you know, good on them that they made the push and they, they found a reason to uh, keep going and to strive to the top. You know, while we're talking about them, let's go ahead and do it. That's the uh, Mass Mutual East. Boston has 22 points. Like I said, they have a four-point lead on Philadelphia at 18. Three points back is Washington. And the Islanders, they are both tied at 15. I believe Washington has the uh, tiebreaker. And like I said, Pittsburgh is two points back of all that in fifth and currently out of the playoffs. The Scotia North, or the Canadian Bacon League, because my goodness, they are hamming it up. Toronto still leads with 23 points. I believe they lead the league with 23. They do. 23, which is three better than Montreal, which is why that win the other night was uh, quite big, the one I told you about with Austin Matthews. Uh, Edmonton in third with 18, 17 for Winnipeg in fourth, and uh, Calgary, Calgary and Vancouver within striking distance, but currently out of the playoffs. The Discover Central. It's so weird that these are all companies that sponsor this stuff, but whatever works. The Discover Central. Tampa Bay holds a three-point lead with 21 points in first. Second is the surprising Florida Panthers. Look, in my lifetime. In my lifetime, the Panthers, I could probably count on one hand, the amount of times that they were this high in the rankings and were doing really well. They're always kind of here and there, so I, I kind of like to see them up in the top like this. But uh, they're, they're in second. Actually, there is a four-way tie for second, but because of tiebreakers, it falls like this. All at 18 points. Florida with 18, Carolina with 18, the Blue Jackets with 18, and Chicago with 18, but they are fifth. They're surging. They are surging. They are finding ways to win, and they are finding the momentum because they were the bottom of that division not long ago. Them and Detroit were, were, you know, sucking up the joint, basically. But, you know, kudos to Chicago for making a rush on that one. And the runners-up from last year's 
Stanley Cup Finals, the Dallas Stars are four points behind those four teams with uh, 14. And surprisingly, Nashville, uh, two points behind that. I'm not – I don't really know what's going on with Nashville. That's That may be a deep dive next week or something like that. And then finally, the Honda West. The St. Louis Blues have 20 points. The Vegas Golden Knights, 19, right behind them. And then Colorado and Anaheim for third and fourth have 15 apiece with Arizona uh, lurking just one point behind. That's that's some some just got some tight races. We have now officially had uh, I call it the Justin Turner effect because Justin Turner found out in like the seventh inning of the last World Series game that he had tested positive for the virus earlier that day or the last time he had got tested. And so uh, he got pulled from the game. Well, we've officially had a player pulled from, from the game, and that would be Vegas Golden Knights' Tomas Nosek. He got pulled after the second period of a game the other night, and this is the NHL showing that not only are they serious about it and about players' health, but that this is this is what we're going to be looking at. It doesn't matter if you're Thomas Nosek. It doesn't remember. I mean, it doesn't matter if you are uh, Brady the Chuck. Doesn't matter if you're Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, if you're Mark Andre Fleury. Doesn't matter. When you test, you test. Which you know, it's, it's going to also you know in in the case of a goalie. This, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send the NHL a note on this because I would like the answer, although I think I know what it is. So let's say Marc-Andre Fleury tests positive, and they find out after the first period. So they take him out, in the, so they have to take him out and, and uh, you know, seclude him from everybody else, uh, quarantine him or whatever. Um, that would only leave them with uh, uh, Leonard. As the other goalie, I wonder if they can, if they have their third goalie in the building, if they can dress them as an emergency backup, or if you would go to the emergency goalie backup situation like we saw last year with the double injuries to uh, both Mrazek and uh, Magoani for the Carolina Hurricanes, which ultimately led to emergency goalie from Toronto coming in and, and winning the game for them. I'd be curious to know that because, you know, with other players, I wonder if you can use emergency ones or if you're just stuck to who you're stuck with. Because what if you have multiple? What if you have three players? What if all three, what if three defensemen test positive? A lot of teams only have six that they start or seven. So you're down to four defensemen for the rest of the night? I feel like they might, in that case, allow you to dress somebody and, and have them in. But, I mean, there's no warm-up, no nothing. They would just have to come straight in. That's an interesting thing. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to send a message to the league, and I'm going to ask about that because that's, that's pretty interesting. And, hey, who knows? The league might actually respond. But uh, expect other players to get pulled. Now that we've seen it once, it's going to happen a couple more times just to be on the, you know, the air on the side of caution here. Pittsburgh named Ron Hextall their GM and Brian Burke their president of hockey operations. Now, Burke had took over in the interim, 
when the other guy uh, resigned. So having Ron Hextall, man, that, that guy's a legend. I remember that guy from uh, when I first got into hockey. He was a super goalie. I believe he played a lot in Philadelphia, but he has been in the front offices, you know, doing a lot of front office hockey work over the years. So it's not like he was, like, sitting on his couch and they gave him a call or, he, you know, he answered a one ad in the in the virtual newspaper. It's like, no, it, Ron Hextall has, has been putting in the work. So we'll see what he can do out there. Pittsburgh needs a little bit of a turnaround. We just talked about where they are in the standings. I look forward to what Hextall and and, uh, and Burke are going to do up there because, like I said, Pittsburgh needs to – they don't need to necessarily go in a different direction. What they need to do is kind of polish up and, and edge off some corners they have now, and I think they'll be right back in the top. Maple Leafs, Wayne Simmons is going to be out for six weeks. He broke his wrist the other night. Uh, he was just heating up to that, that guy. A lot of people thought he was just more of a veteran presence there to kind of help mentor. Well, first of all, you don't hire somebody just to mentor. I heard this. I had this debate the other day with uh, some football people. Uh, you don't just bring in a player to go, yeah, I'm bringing you in to mentor these these younger kids. Because if you're doing that, you sign them as a coach. You don't sign them as a player. Because then they're taking up a roster spot if they're not productive. No, Wayne Simmons was brought in to score points, to be an enforcer, and to help influence uh the team and he's done all that. So, you know, they're missing Jumbo Joe and now they're missing Wayne Simmons. It'll be interesting to see if Austin Matthews or uh, Mitch Marner or uh, Nylander, one of those guys step up into the roles that Wayne Simmons was providing. The NHL, of course, uh, coming up on February 21st, which is, a week from now, happy Valentine's Day, by the way, to everybody. I guess I'll sneak that in there. Happy Valentine's Day. Hope everything is going well. Uh, next Sunday is the Lake Taco, Taco, the Lake Tahoe Classic, where Philadelphia is going to play Boston, and the Vegas Golden Knights are going to play the Colorado Avalanche out at Lake Tahoe. The NHL has a contingency plan. If either of those four teams, that's Philadelphia, Boston, Vegas, or Colorado, cannot make it for for shutdown reasons, for virus reasons, uh, for whatever reasons, they get snowed in somewhere. It, it could happen. All those are potential places like that. If something happens, the NHL has contingency plans, and they have teams that are ready to sub in. They did not release what teams those are, but just know that if one or more of those teams can't make it next weekend, the NHL has has another plan, and there still will be uh, games at Lake Tahoe next week. Uh, Brady Tachuk, who I mentioned earlier, he is he is slowly becoming a star and just Mister Clutch, kind of like his dad, Keith. Both the Chuck kids are are this way. It's the they are fantastic to watch, but uh, for an Ottawa Senator team that needs a lot of hope and a lot of prayers. Brady is slowly becoming that next face in the league. Um, Arizona Coyotes, 
Johan Larson. He's been suspended two games for his illegal check on St. Louis Blues player Zach Sanford. We haven't seen a lot of this this year. Have you guys noticed that? There hasn't been a lot of big suspensions and big brutality. They're playing real physical, but they're they're doing it in a safe way. It's uh, There's still fights. You're going to have fights, but suspensions don't come from fights. Suspensions come from you making hits that you shouldn't make, you know, looking like you're trying to injure people. That's not what the NHL is about. I'm going to take a sip of something that I can't mention. It's just coffee, but I can't tell you what kind of coffee because they don't sponsor the show. That's not how it works. But Arizona is going to have to figure out a way to uh, to play without Larson for a couple games. Because, you know, unlike baseball where you can just whine and cry about it and um, appeal it so that you can play whichever games you want and then sit out when you want, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. Because it's like this. If I get suspended from my day gig, or if I got suspended from Impact Media here, I don't get to go, all right, well, um, yeah, we're going to, uh, I'm going to serve those suspend, suspension days on days we don't record shows. No, when you get suspended, you're suspended. So baseball needs to grow up and be a little more like hockey and football and and, uh, and even basketball. Uh, you get suspended, sit your games out. There was a trade, and we're going to see a couple of these because there are players that are unhappy, and we've seen, you know, line A move and some other ones. Um, but a lot of teams are noticing this season players that need or that should be playing a lot more minutes than they do, but they're just they're so far down the depth chart that they, that, you know, there's nowhere to move. To, to make another reference, you know, if you're, you know, you're trying to be a top center and you play for Washington. Yeah, you're probably going to be third or fourth, probably if you make the top team because you're not taking Ovechkin's spot. You're not taking uh, Kutunetsov. You're not taking some of those top spots without being a superstar. And so a lot of these teams are saying, hey, we don't know if this guy could be a star or not, but we're going to move him to a place and give him the opportunity. We don't want to hold him back. We want to give him the opportunity to be able to hone his skills and to develop into the player that that we think he could be, even if that means on another team. Hockey's about that. You'll see rivals trade players and and things like that because they don't want to hold the guy back. And in that case, that's what happened with this trade. Carolina is sending Ryan Dezingle, who they just got last year, Back to Ottawa, who they got him from and who drafted him, for Alex Galinchuk and Cedric Paquette. And both organizations said the same thing that I just said. Carolina knows that Ryan uh, deserves bigger opportunities to play. And he's, it's just on a, he's in a position that's stacked, so it's hard to be able to get him the minutes that they think he deserves. So the so sending him back to Ottawa where he's familiar and also not only can he help, you know, attract more of the fan base back to it. Like I said, Ottawa needs some stuff and the, he'll be back with Brady. The Chuck. That'd be great. That's a great pair. 
the two of them on the ice at the same time, great. And then for uh, Paquette and Galinchuk, or Gauchinuk. Am I not saying that right? Gauchinuk. Gauchinuk and Paquette, it's the same thing. It's they know these players can develop, but they can't develop without the playing time, and Carolina gives them the better opportunity for the playing time. So, once again, this this is another thing. It's you get trades. It's it's about helping the teams and the players. That's that's once again where hockey is is better than a couple other sports. No, it, you know, rivalries and things don't get in the way, which Ottawa and Carolina don't have a rivalry, but. This could potentially help one, both one, two, or all three players, and we'll just have to see what happens with that. Tuka Rask had a, a funny head scratching moment the other night. Apparently, with just a couple minutes left in a tie game, he skated over to the bench while play was going on. Not for an injury. Uh, he thought they were going to pull him to. He thought they were down a goal. And he was skating over so they could get the extra attacker and try to catch up. Luckily, no harm, no foul in that. And the Bruins, uh, I believe, ended up winning that game in overtime. But uh, he he just had a brain fart, guys. He, it, it happens. Luckily, it ended up being something funny and something you could chuckle about and not, you know, somebody misses a wide-open goal that could have won the game. But uh, Tuka's, Tuka's fine, guys. It's... He's not a bonehead. He's not an idiot. Uh, he just he had a moment. Uh, as far as the Maple Leafs, too, I, I've noticed something, and, and I've heard some other people talk about this as well. Um, one reason why Toronto is at the top of the table of the league here is because they don't give up a lot of odd man rushes. They keep everybody out in front of them. An odd man rush would, would is where... Uh, there's kind of a fast break, use a basketball term, a fast break going the other direction where there are more of the opposing team offensively going forward than there are Maple Leafs trying to defend them. Obviously, the goalie doesn't count towards that, but that would be, uh, let's say they, they're playing, let's say they're playing uh, the Golden Knights, and they, and they turn the puck over, and Mark Stone takes off. And when Mark Stone takes off, there's nobody in front of him defending. That would be a 1-0 uh, break. Like I said, the goalie didn't count towards that number. So on a 1-0 break, obviously, there are more of the opponents than there are of the Maple Leafs. That would be an odd man rush. If there are two to one to just one Maple Leaf. You know, you guys, simple math here. But they don't give up a lot of odd man rushes which also helps the goalies out because that puts a lot of pressure on the goalie because he knows there's a defend or there's a, an opposing player that is going to be uncuffed. But that's, that's part of their success. And if they can continue to do that, we might be talking about the Maple Leafs long into the playoffs. Uh, the Canucks owner came out and says there is no plan to fire the GM or the head coach and that nobody in the organization is is uh, panicking at the moment. They, they're on a six-game losing streak. It happens. 
Um, you know, not everybody can win every day. Somebody has to lose. And right now, Vancouver's on a little bit of a slide. But he, he says, and see, hockey is, is not like other sports as well, that, you know, if you hear this in football, yeah, somebody's about to get fired. You hear this in baseball, there's a good chance there's going to be a change. Uh, basketball's not as bad. And uh, it's soccer, not really either. But that the fact that the Vancouver owner came out and, and he's trying to get the media to calm down, and he's he says there's no rash changes coming like this. Uh, we're sticking to the people we have because we believe they're the people we need to have, and we're going to turn this thing around. Here's to hoping they do. Uh, Connor McDavid is going to host a virtual workout for fans at the uh, team, or he did. He hosted a virtual workout for the fans at the Team Rogers Training Center uh, just yesterday, I believe. There's a couple others. Some of these you can sign up for and uh, and, and watch them, the, the rebroadcast and replays at your own convenience. Uh, there, you, There's, uh, just Google it. I think NHL.com had a story on it. And also there's one coming up with Mark Sheepley of uh, the Winnipeg Jets coming up on March 15th, uh, 5 p.m. on that one. Could be interesting. I uh, may have to look into that. That'd be kind of fun, right? And then lastly, let's end with this. There are new protocols in the NHL. I think this uh, part of that was uh, because of Thomas Nosek. Tomas Nosek getting uh, pulled from that game, and uh, because they've had to postpone a good handful of games so far, and they've been able to schedule them back in. We're still early in the season. As we approach the midway point, it's going to get a little harder to do. So they've come up with some more contingency plans. Basically, these new protocols all center around this. Players are pretty much can go to practice, can go to games, and can go uh, to their homes and, and things like that and to avoid public unless absolutely necessary. And this also extends to their families for the most part. They're not saying you have to be captive in your home. They're just saying if you could uh, uh, have things delivered to your house as opposed to you know spending all day out and around town where you could potentially pick up the virus, they kind of frown upon that. Now, they can't force it. But these new protocols are so that they can get the season in safely with and, until all the vaccines are available and, and things like that, and we can go back to, uh, you know, fans at games and other things like that. But that's going to do it for us this week. Appreciate you guys tuning in to another great edition of Board Check. This one, Knight in Golden Armor. Shout out to Mark Stone once again for his uh, his amazing leadership and uh, getting the 400 points. Just a great player to watch, great team to watch. NHL in general is is just great to watch. You guys know that. You're hockey fanatics just like I am. You know, fan is short for fanatic. We are all fanatics. But I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Board Check. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go watch Hockey.
Cause I only know how to 